This week on Jesus Center Stage, we're in the Gospel of Luke, the parable of the prodigal son. It's a father, two sons, and we can learn something from each one. So once again, uh, as we get ready to start, our, our neighbor, favorite neighbor, <laughs> right <laughs> on time, uh, starts mowing. So, um, you know, sometimes when you uh, when you see some of these really dramatic videos and stuff on YouTube, Facebook, they got like you know sound in the back that's like what we, we would call pads. Uh, ambient <laughs> noise, ambient sound. This is our pads. It just happens to sound like a lawnmower. <laughs> Technical difficulties, yeah. y'all. So um, we've got we've got our uh, mics turned down low and got close to the mic. So maybe maybe our listeners ain't even hearing it. I don't know. Um, that would be good. But Thank you. Uh, you know, er- every week we kind of struggle with you know what do we want to open with. So this week, this is what we're going to open with is that. Elsie says she has something open with, but right before we started, she forgot it. Well, that can't be held against me. Well, now we didn't. What are we starting with now? I don't know. Okay. Let's well, start with let's, the fact let's, that let's, I need some royal blue shoes. Okay. Start with that fact. All right. Well, that's something <laughs> because, I mean, <laughs> I hate to see you going barefoot because you don't have no shoes at all. As yeah, well, I, well, well, as well, I well, look well. to the left of me at what would that probably be 30 pairs of shoes i don't know a lot of shoes nobody's counting but do you see any royal blue ones i do not okay see that's a problem i do think there's a pair of uh close uh to royal blue tennis shoes third row down no that's navy and those are boat shoes those are not like dress shoes at all anyway it's not anywhere close oh my goodness there you go why do you need blue shoes i know why because we're going to the Dove Awards. And I've Dove been Awards. saving this dress for two years. Mm-hmm. And I uh, need royal yeah. blue shoes. So we, we decided we would make it a yearly thing to go to the Dove Awards after we went the first time. And, uh, of course, last year, COVID hit, canceled the awards. everything. Yeah, so all the preparations that you had made uh, were for nothing. So... Now and you've got the dress. If you don't know you what the Dove shoes. Awards, if you don't know what the Dove Awards are, it is a single night of every genre of Christian music in one place at one time. Some even that I don't understand, but it's a yes. genre of Christian music. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so everything from Southern Gospel to contemporary to praise and worship to rap, rap and hip hop, mm-hmm. and did I say contemporary? Um, I think I did. Yeah, bluegrass. Um, yes, everything. literally every type of Christian music under one roof. Yeah, and it's and an it award is, show, so they're giving away awards throughout for artist of the year and vocalist of the year, those kind of things. Yes, but it is amazing. It's an amazing atmosphere because it's yeah. such a togetherness of every genre. And yeah, there's going to be some that you're like, okay. They, they could have skipped this. Mm-hmm. But then the one you like, somebody else is like, okay, they could have skipped this. But the point is, everybody like comes together. Crowns, and nobody should say that about them. This is true. Yes. But what I'm saying is, everybody comes together and enjoys every type of music mm-hmm. that honors Jesus, that lifts him up. Yeah. And even though it may not be the type that you listen to on a daily basis, you still come together with everyone that and and just worship and enjoy mm-hmm. jesus and it's just it's an amazing atmosphere 
Yeah. We had a great time and uh, really looking forward to, to going back. And it's just coming up next month, I Do think. Do you know who's going to be there? Uh, yeah, I know you've some re- of them. You've really slacked on sharing that information yeah, with well, me this year. Yeah, well, it's come out slow this year, I guess, because they really didn't know what they was going to be able to do because of Anybody I'm going to be super excited about? Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen C.C. Winans. Ooh, I bet she's going to do Believe for it. Um, I've seen super popular Zach right Williams. Now. Um, I, there's a handful. And they'll over this next month, they'll be releasing... Uh, quite a few next month we have like three weeks at the most over the next three weeks then something like that it's not even a month away yeah so anyways so uh i guess we're we're taking donations to help get you blue shoes is that what we're doing (laughs) here that's what this plea is for (laughs) no no listen (laughs) if you write in and tell my sweet husband how much i need these blue shoes Mm -hmm. we we will take that yeah we will will take that i'll I'll wait for my mailbox to fill up (laughs) speaking (laughs) of i thought about this earlier today really has nothing to do with the blue shoes but it's very convenient that it came up uh, we haven't given our contact information for a while. So if you have any comments, questions, topics you would like to have discussed on the podcast or anything else on your mind, then you can email us at JesusCenterStage at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook. Just search Jesus Center Stage. Yeah. We, and message us We love to there. have topic ideas. We would love to have yes, topic ideas. because yes, uh, that's something when that we, we have to work on every week. Uh, so if somebody else gave us some, it'd be great. Be yes. great. Um, yeah. So uh, for our regular listeners that maybe heard last week that I said um, that it was hunting season and I, I was going to try to go hunting, and then I had this big tournament on Saturday, <laughs> uh, fishing tournament. So I would have a report. I have zero to report on either one of those, and we'll <laughs> move on. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no report things means go, there's nothing to report. Things yeah. can only go up from here. Yeah, so I got one more fishing tournament coming up in two weeks, uh, two weekends from now, and then uh, and then in, it's just hunting season after that. So with that being said, uh, we got kind of got a big topic. What are we – yeah, we're just like six and a half minutes in here. Um, but we kind of have a big topic today that we both – are looking forward to discussing and that is the scriptures that are found in luke chapter 15 uh starting in 11 ver- verse 11 yeah uh and that's it's often times referred to as uh the parable of the prodigal son um my my bible that i have here in front of me says the parable of the lost son um but it's one that maybe maybe even people that haven't been in church have heard versions of this story uh you know in in some ways it It has also been misused yeah it in a lot of ways well a lot of scriptures are but um i'm just saying that's that's i think that's something that has lended to its popularity Mm -hmm. is it's it's retold and it's recounted but not exactly accurately yeah well i tell you what what why don't we take just a second before we before we you know get deeper into it um, and give I'll let you uh, just kind of give an overview of the story so that our listeners maybe that haven't heard it and and, and there it's um, it's not it's not terribly long it's 11 so eleven through thirty yeah so I encourage you but as far as today for our podcast um, 
we won't we won't read all those scriptures. So I'm gonna get Elsie to share kind of an overview of the story, and then we'll we're gonna dig in a little bit and talk about this. Thank you. I love telling stories. I knew that. <laughs> okay, so the prodigal son, he is the younger of two brothers, and his dad is rich. And if you know old Bible custom, the 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 bigger amount of inheritance went to the oldest son, and the inheritance wasn't given until after the father was was dead but the younger son decided he had this great idea and he went to his dad and he said hey i want my part like go ahead and give me what i what's coming to me because i'm out of here i can't stand it here anymore i'm out of here and so the father doesn't argue with him he gives him his portion of the inheritance and the younger son skips town and um the Bible says that he went to a distant country and he wasted his fortune on reckless and immoral living. So everything questionable that he could possibly get into and spend his money on. And so you can imagine it was a very short time before it was all gone and he had absolutely nothing, not even food to eat or, or money to buy clothes or anything like that. And he finds himself in a pig pen, which... Not only is that gross, if you know pigs, but Jewish custom, pigs were like the worst animal you could be around. And so this is embarrassing, it's humiliating, it's nasty. It's not really being helpful because he still doesn't have money for food. He still doesn't have clothes to wear. And it says in verse 16 that he was so hungry and so fed up with everything that was going on that he was even thinking about eating the pig's food. So, I mean, let's just take a second and think about how far down you would have to be before you thought about, I'll eat the slop with the pigs. That's pretty gross. Um, so, when, when he, he realizes one day, I'm here in this nastiness, in this filth, I'm starving, I'm, I'm broke, I can't do anything, I have really messed this up. And my father's servant is better off than I am at this point. So I'm just going to pick up my broken, dirty, humiliated, embarrassed, sad self. And I'm going to go back to my father. And so on his way, he is rehearsing his speech. And he's, he's planning to tell his father that he he's no more worthy to be called his son because he took what the he took what was the father's and he went and he wasted it and so he's going back and he's going to say i'm not worthy to be called your son anymore but if you let me stay here i'll work for you like one of the servants and so he's going home not to be reestablished as a son but just to be a servant and so he gets up and he he plans on on going back and I want and I want to read this part in verse 18 it says I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him father I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son so just treat me like one of your hired servants and so he gets up and he goes and the best part of the whole story I think is that his father sees him when he's still a long ways off he sees his son broken, nasty, nothing left. 
He's done ruined everything. He sees that mess coming down the road, and the father begins to run to him. And when he reaches him, he hugs him. And the before the son could even say anything, the father hugs him. And then he, he starts his little speech, but the father, before he even gets it all out, the father throws a party and says, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to celebrate this moment because my son was lost and now he's found. And there's no emphasis on how dirty he is. There's no emphasis on, on how bad he sinned against his father. There's no emphasis on that. But his father says, give him new clothes, bring the best robe, put a ring on his hand, which signified he's back in, in the family. He's back. He's, he's got my authority again. He's got my name again. And he said and he brings him shoes and then they kill the fatted calf and they throw a huge party and it's most a lot of people stop there with that with that part of the story that that that's the climax of the story and it is but right after that the oldest son begins to get jealous and he doesn't even want to go to the party because He's been there all these years that his younger brother was out wasting everything that the father owned that was his. And he's being ridiculous and spending it all and being immoral and all of that stuff. His older brother is at home and he's doing everything right. He's fulfilling the duties. He's making sure he goes to church on time. He's making sure he does everything just right, follows all the rules, does all his work, does all his chores. You know, he's making sure he does everything right. And he's mad in the story because the father didn't throw a party for him. And so he approaches the father and he says, I've served you all these years and yet you've never even given me anything that I could have a little party. We can't even have a sleepover. Um... I say that because in verse 29 it says, You've never even given me so much as a young goat so I might celebrate with my friends. He wasn't he wasn't looking for the same party that his brother was getting. He's like, you haven't even given me enough to like just have a couple of friends over. Mm-hmm. And the father said, Son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. But it is fitting to celebrate and rejoice for this brother of yours was as good as dead and has begun to live. He was lost and has been found and that is the story of the prodigal son that was quite an overview i feel like you put some commentary in there just i told you i like to tell stories Uh uh-huh yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so that's the story you wanted a summary you shouldn't ask me to tell a story that's the story of the prodigal son or the lost son um and it's a story that there's not there's not a person um on this earth that cannot or should not relate to that story uh, because whether or not you know it or not you've been lost mm-hmm. um, there's been there's been moments in your life when when you was you was taking and not appreciating so to speak moments when um, you when your decision got you into a huge mess mm-hmm. and and you know maybe maybe you're, you're thinking well I, I've never you know I can't remember ever you know running away from from my family or run away from god and you know so take that side well then possibly you're going to relate with the older brother 
um, which is just as bad as mm-hmm. as uh, you know the the running away. But but anyways, uh, so that's kind of a, the an overview with some commentary in there. <laughs> um, but w- what that w- you know Jesus spoke in parables a lot, mm-hmm. and you know as sometimes they're confusing, sometimes they're not so confusing. And to me, this one is one that that I can make sense out of right away and that is that um you you know the the son had everything that that he really needed there but sometimes as as a lot of us do we sometimes think that we could live a little bit better if we just had control if we just had uh you know just done things our way and of course so he took his inheritance and went off and and lived it up and you know that only lasted so long it did and you think um well it would it would seem that maybe you you would live that way until you noticed that you was that you was you know headed down the wrong road but that's kind of what sin does to us and it leads starts leading us away from from our heavenly father and then to the point that we don't we don't understand how much danger we're in or how far away we've gotten until we're at that point where we feel like we're eating out of the pig's pen. Um, so everybody should be able to, to do that. But a few things that's always stuck out with me about this parable, not only uh, you know, did the son do his own thing and the, the father let him go. You know, the, the, he wanted something so bad the father let him go. Uh, but that when he came back, the the thing that's always stood out to me was there was no question. There was no questioning. Where and have you been? What have you done? Why do you look like this? Mm-hmm. Why are you dirty? Yeah. yeah Why didn't that, you take a shower before would, you came home? Yeah, that would be most likely the first things to happen in uh, most ho- homes around the Honestly, world. Honestly, probably the first question is, what are you even doing here? Yeah. Yeah, why exactly. Why did you come home? Like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Why did you come or, home? Or, I told you so. Ooh, I yeah. told you so. You know, that would that would be uh, uh, an understandable statement. And in, sadly, you know. that's that's when, when I mentioned before that this story is misused, that's one of the ways that it's misused is portraying the father like he was just sitting there like, well, you know, he'll come home sooner or later. Yeah. You know, with this with this prideful says. I know, but I'm just saying it's it's said that way with a prideful view. Yeah. But the there there's nothing in there to to say that, to support that. No. That the, the, father the father was just waiting for an I told you so yeah. moment. The father was as happy that the son came home as the son was that he got back home. Probably happier. Yeah. Because if you think, I mean, the son was thinking he was going to come home and not be a son, not have the privileges of the son, not have a relationship of Mm -hmm. the son, but be a servant. Yeah. And so he he was just trying to, to, yes, repent to the father, but he was just trying to get a little better than what he had, Mm -hmm. what he had gotten himself into. Yeah. And so, yes, I think he was happy, but I think the father was even happier that he came yeah, home. I, I do, too. And, and I, you know, I was happy when I gave in to, how am I want to say this? When I gave in to to Jesus, I guess you could say, because, I, and the reason I say that is I feel like I lived a, a, a lot of my life, like, 
ignoring him or trying to get away from him or not wanting yeah. to to you know worry that what I might lose by you know by changing and, and giving myself trying to, to avoid conviction yeah um but as happy as I was when that day came and I realized what it meant to to be saved what it meant to be a child of God um as happy as I was when when that happened I really in my heart feel like that God was even happier I know he was, you know, for several I, I, reasons. First of all, just think about the sacrifice that he paid mm-hmm. for you. And up until the time that you gave in to him, that sacrifice was useless. Yeah. Because he paid it, but you didn't accept it. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, if the angels rejoice, there's a verse in Luke somewhere. I don't know where. It's in Luke. Yeah. But I'm not sure where. I think yeah, it's, it's also right here. 15. It's, it is. It's right before the story. It says, In the same way I tell you, there is joy in the presence of angels, of the angels of God, over one sinner who repents. Yeah. So if the angels are rejoicing and they didn't pay, they mm-hmm. didn't give that a sacrifice, they didn't, they didn't pay that cost, yeah. and they're happy about it, then like you, you can only imagine how excited and overjoyed mm-hmm. that God is yeah. over it. So there, there, there was no questions when he came back. Like I said, you know that would be the the expected thing is, well, what have you been doing? Did you learn your lesson? Um, mm-hmm. The other thing would be probably would be okay. Well, this is what you know. We're going we're going to work it's our be way a trial period. Yeah, we're going to work our way back into things. So this is what we're going to start with because I don't really trust you at this point mm-hmm. because you up and left and. So that would be That's things it. that would happen here. Uh, but clearly, th- this is a parable uh, showing how each one of us has has at some point went away from God. And gotten ourselves but, in a mess. But it also shows us the, the mercy and the grace that God has that when we turn, I mean, we can, we can be way away from God. I mean, we have we could have went for years and years in in drugs and alcohol, pornography and uh just just righteous living, un- unrighteous yeah. living. <laughs> I was going to say what now? <laughs> yeah, unrighteous living. And 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 there's even one place in here where the other bro- older brother says that, you know, your young son's been out with the harlots. Mm-hmm. And I've been here out doing all those things, the the sexual sins and everything, we could be far out there. But as soon as we turn, mm-hmm. no matter how far away we are, it says the Father seen him afar off, and he went to him. Yes. And and when we look at, at at God in that way and thinking, this is where I'm at in my life. I've you know I've been addicted. I've I've you know done this sexually uh, sexual sins, and I, and I've had. You know, all these different things going on that are despicable, not only to me, but obviously in the eyes of God and the people around me, the things I'm ashamed to tell other people that I think or do. Right. All those things. I'm so far away that maybe maybe I'll start working my way back and, and uh, trying to do better and trying to get closer. And maybe I'll get back to a point where maybe God will forgive me. But it said as soon as he turned around or, you know, as, as, as soon as he got into sight. So as soon as we turn around and say, I don't want that life no more, I want God, there he is. No matter how far yeah. away you are, you're not that far that he don't know it, that he one, don't see you. One thing that, that sticks out about this story is that 
the same thing we've mentioned before that you don't clean yourself up to come to God. Mm-hmm. The son didn't take a shower on his way. There's no record of him uh, showing up clean or showing up with some gift to offer or showing up with his with money or mm-hmm. showing up not starving. He shows up nasty, starving, stinky, doesn't even have shoes, apparently. He shows up a mess. Expecting and, to go into the servants' quarters. Right. But even then, like, he shows up in a, in a mess. Mm-hmm. And that's how he comes to the Father. So reg- regardless of how far away you think you are, and if you think you're too far away, all you have to do is show up in a mess. Yeah. You don't have to worry about cleaning it up before you get there or trying to fix it or putting deodorant on over the filth. Just show up at the Father's house. Yeah. Just show up for him. Just turn to him. And he, he'll he take care of the best robe. Because yeah. where where's that verse that says that Jesus puts a, his righteousness on us? That he clothes us in his righteousness? Because our righteousness, the verse in Isaiah says, our righteousness is as filthy rags. So even if you try to come, if you, even if you try to clean up, you're cleaning up with filthy rags. It's not going to help. Yeah. Yeah, when you, but when we come to Jesus and he clothes us in his righteousness, the Father gave him the best robe. That's being clothed in his righteousness. So don't worry about or cleaning yourself up or trying to get it all together before you go to the Father. Just come home. Just come home. Yeah. That That's all. That's all that's required of the prodigal is to just, like you said, just turn around. Yeah. Just turn around and start toward God, and He will take care of the rest. He'll meet you. He will love on you. He will forgive you. He will wrap you in in His righteousness and in His mercy. I heard a song today. I've heard it a couple of times, but it's just running through my head right now. Um, and I think it might be Matt Mayer, but I'm not sure. Um, but it says, "Where where where sins abound, His mercy was more." Yeah. So. Whatever whatever you've done, even if your sin abounds and you think it's way too much and you've gone way too far, his mercy is more. Yeah. Every time his mercy is more. And and, and it never it never fails. It's not it's not conditional as in the the older son would have received the same mercy. Right. The as the younger. But you know, one was in trouble, one wasn't. So that I'm that's sorry, the it's one. Keith and Kristen Getty. Kristen Getty. Hey, I like them. It's really um, it's a really good song. Y'all look it up. It's called His Mercy Is More. That's by Keith and Kristen Getty. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, but another another thing that we can see in this parable, and not to try to go too many different ways here, but is is from the older brother and we can see that and, and Looking at at God, and, and, you know, th- this is a parable of a father and two sons. But that father is 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 God. Okay, so when we see someone who who we th- who we have known for years that is, you know, far away from God, when we see them coming home, coming home, we, we there should never be a time when you think. Well, I've been a Christian for 10 years, so they need to, they're a little bit under me right now. They're just... Ooh, they're a baby know, Christian. They need to grow. Yeah. 
No, that our our response should have been the same as the father's was. Mm-hmm. And when the angels start rejoicing, we as believers should start rejoicing. Right. And and not only that, but I think sometimes we can see we can see jealousy even between believers of, you know, well why did that person get to testify in church? Why why did the why did the pastor call on that person to sing? Why did that mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things when every time if it's pleasing God, then we should make sure that our mindset is that it is pleasing us. It is making us happy. It, you know, it, and, it, and to be honest, it's not about the, the older son. He, he, he should have been happy that his brother was home. But even more so probably, he should have been happy because he looked at his father and seen his father's joy. That right. should have made him happy, and you know, uh, if as, as as human beings here, sometimes we might see something uh, that somebody else is is been blessed with, and kind of have a little bit of turmoil about Jealousy, it. Jealousy, call it like it yeah. is. Yeah, but then if we ever stop to think, what did God think about that? What did God think when that person glorified Him? Mm-hmm. And if God's happy, then. And I'm not. Who am I? Yeah. Something's wrong. <laughs> Something's wrong. <laughs> Something's yeah. wrong. So. I think so many times that we end up like, like the older brother in, in what we mentioned, or what you mentioned earlier, in that we want, we think there needs to be a proving process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's possible that the older brother wouldn't have had such an attitude if the father would have said, okay, you're home. It's going to be a six-month trial period, and if you make mm-hmm. it, then we'll have a party. Yeah. You know, the 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 older brother might not have been as as angry because he would have gotten used to the idea. You yeah. know, and I think sometimes we lose sight of. Oh, I just got this. Sometimes we lose sight of what we have been forgiven and what we have been given. Mm. The father looked at the older brother and said, "Everything that I have is yours." As a Christian, we have the inheritance. We've been blessed with all spiritual blessings through Christ, and we have what is His. He, we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. And sometimes I think if we forget what we have already been given, then it's easy to look at somebody else who is just receiving that gift yep. and get an attitude about it because we forget we didn't get those we didn't get all that he has we didn't become an heir because we proved ourselves faithful because we are not faithful no so we didn't get that because we worked for it Mm -hmm. or we deserved it or anything like that but we got it the same way they're getting it just because we came home and there's no there's no status here there's no climbing the ladder here and if we forget what we have been given, then we automatically look at somebody else who is receiving that for the first time and think there's whole checklist in our heads of things that they need to do. Yeah, before they can. Till they reach where we yeah. are. Yeah, you know, uh, the Apostle Paul talks in, in one of his uh, letters about running a good race. And uh, I just had that thought that, that there's some that have been in that race for years and you know they just let's just say they started 20 years ago running this race for the lord and then today there's somebody that just 
accepted the Lord as their Savior. Well, they just started their race, but guess where they start their race at? Same place. The, the, where, you're, where you're at right mm-hmm. now. They're right. They just join in yeah. from the sideline. Yeah, they didn't have to go back to the same starting line you mm-hmm. did, and then they'll catch up with you in 20 years. They, you, you're running the race. You're, you're looking. You're thinking, all right, I'm trucking right along, and then poop, somebody's right beside you. Yep. And instead of looking over there and thinking, oh, no, i got to run faster or, or i got to trip them. <laughs> Don't do <laughs> which, that. Which, which can happen. is Stumbling is you, block. Yeah, you look and now you mm-hmm. think, awesome, i got somebody else to run with. Mm-hmm. And and now I'm, That's a really you know, good, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about this. That's a really good picture to, to think of. Like I'm, I'm just picturing like all these people running a race mm-hmm. and then like people just coming in from the sidelines. Yeah, and and joining, and the race just keeps getting bigger. As mm-hmm. in, there's more people, and what a beautiful thing to think yeah. of that. As I'm running a race, maybe I can grab somebody on the sideline and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, come run with me." Yeah, you don't have to go and, back and then, to the beginning where I started. Yeah, y- this right here is your starting line. That's it. In the race that the Apostle Paul was was speaking of, in you know, just using in. In terms of uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, just to make it applicable, is the when Paul talks about running the race, whether or not Paul felt like he crossed the finish line before everybody else did, or whether or not Paul felt like he was in tenth place, the the winner of this race was not Paul. The loser of this race was not Paul. Paul was running the race for Jesus. So while we're running, while we're 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 pushing and pressing towards that mark, is it's not because and, and that's why I'm saying that because that's that's how when when somebody comes in and they're running right beside us, now all of a sudden we don't try to speed up and get ahead of them. We don't mm-hmm. try to put our arms out to hold them back. It's because if if I finish the race before they did, God wins. If they finish the race before me, God wins. And when my heart and my spirit is in the right place, then I'm here to glorify the Father. Right. And what I don't want is for him to not win, for him to be shamed by me acting. By my attitude. Uh, yeah, acting crazy over here because I'm scared somebody else is going to get something I'm not. Um, and and like I said, that I, I said we're not going to go too far off on that, but we really did. But <laughs> but so much of that story is focused in on that youngest son and how he left and how he came back and how the father received him back in. But we can learn a lot from that older brother of don't be the older brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, say when, when he said we're going to throw a party because your brother's back, your his attitude should have been. What can I do? Let me mm-hmm. let me get my my knife and start getting this meat ready you know let me go and 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 start i was thinking more along the lines of balloons but okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't know what they would have made balloons out of back then but uh probably something from those animals (laughs) oh gross we just went there yeah so um i would like to close um if we if we're finished with this we we better be okay i would like to close by reading some lyrics from a song by crowder um, in case y'all hadn't noticed, I listen to gospel mu- uh, Christian music like all day, every day. So that's why there's so many songs in this in this podcast. But there, there's a song called Come As You Are by Crowder. 
And it says, So lay down your burdens, lay down your shame. All who are broken, lift up your face. O wanderer, come home. You're not too far. So lay down your hurt, lay down your heart, and come as you are. There's hope for the hopeless and all those who've strayed. Come sit at the table, come taste the grace. There's rest for the weary, rest that endures. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't cure. That's just a, a little bit of that song. But if you're wondering and you feel like you've went too far, or maybe you know somebody and they and you know that their response is when you try to share Jesus, I, I, it's too late. I've gone too far. I've done too much. Share this story with them and yes. encourage them. Just come home. You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome at home. Exactly. Uh, the parable of the prodigal son uh, is in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15. Go read that and, uh, and be blessed and keep Jesus center stage in your life.